Blaze. Hello, Blaze. Can you hear that purring? Okay, we'll let you go. We have to talk grown-up stuff now, okay? You know, it's, it's, some of us have gone through that and some of us haven't, but yes. So Dennis, we have many, many, many things to talk about this evening. Oh, I know. From Guinness Book of World Records to movies, to Swedish TV shows. I want to, I want to kick right in with Gosta. Yes. Because it left me so clear that this is what these series are all about. This is the way that I felt at the end of that was such a wonderful feeling and perplexing and difficult. But I thought this is what good shit feels like. Right. It's not a superhero destroys the evil baddie and then they get a medal. It's complicated, super complicated shit. Like, man, I was getting so fucking stressed with every single episode where a new yeah, person would move yeah. into his house, right, and it was right. just like, oh my god, because well, like on the, on the one hand, room fights. but like on the one hand, great, you start and you like the guy because he's willing to to help people, and someone calls on him and they need help, and he's sure I'll help you, and then another person calls and says, hey, I need help, and he says, sure I'll help you, and then a fourth and a fifth and a sixth person comes and says, hey, I need help, and he's like, sure I'll help you, with no like last episode, I think I used the word selfless, like with no concern for himself. He is just giving and giving and giving and just wants everyone to be happy and better. Right. Did, did you note the episode during which for the first time he lied? Because for three episodes, he didn't show any, they didn't show any negative traits, actually. Right. It was all just very positive. It's certain into the third episode, I believe this was. Um, Do you remember what the lie was? And, yeah, the lie was... I'm busy uh, and I can't lead. right now or something? No, no, no. What, had he been crying? Huh. And he was adamant. And uh, that was the second time. I can't remember. But anyway, I thought it was pretty good, uh, remarkable. And the, uh, the gentleman who played Pappy was so much the thing that made that series unbelievably interesting. Yes. If you took out well, that character, the rest of it would have been like... Yawn. A little more bland, to yeah. say the least. But the emotional end of it with Gosta, and then the insanity kind of levity, laugh out loud stuff that he would say and do as a, a chaplain esque figure with the stamping around in the swamp, yelling at his son, <laughs> right. Gosta, I'm stuck. I'm dying. I'm going to die of cancer in the swamp. <laughs> yes. When, when Gosta knows it's all just such bullshit. And he resolutely says, no, Papa. <laughs> Goodbye. I, I loved how he finally told his, his co-worker, look, no, I'm not going to go out with you again. And she says, why? She said, I didn't have a good time last time. <laughs> he said it was yeah. unpleasant. He yeah. said it was somewhat unpleasant. And, and she's and, okay. But it's, I really enjoyed the sharp, juxtaposition is not the word, right word, but the sharp contrast between being selfless and giving and giving and giving to the point where if you're going to be sane, you need to say no at some point. Yeah, and yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I kind of I got to say this: the introduction of his mother, who we know is a photographer, who shows up at the absolutely worst possible time, and it concludes the episode with her handing him the bird and saying "Mama," and from that point forward, the whole thing becomes like a fucking train wreck, like a locomotive, because she there is not a scene she's involved in that is not charged. Right. With all sorts of stuff. She is the uh, another protagonist, yet another protagonist. That's the thing about the show, is that the victim of all of this gusta has got all these people with their own identity, which are placing him in, in emotional jeopardy. And it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, I recently, I read, there's like this... Uh he would hate to be called self-help, but this author of a book called How Not to Give a Fuck, it's like the best-selling, like it's in all the airports. And I I don't think I've read his book, but I, maybe I have read his book, but then I've, he's got a bunch of interesting blog posts. And in, in, anyway, uh, a couple months ago, I signed up for his email newsletter, and which is always very interesting. It's, it's about how to think about living life in this modern age, and it's not, I don't know, it's thought-provoking. But uh, he had one email recently that I really liked that was say yes, always say yes until you can afford to say no. And what he means by this is if you move to a new city or something and your coworkers say, Hey, come out for a couple drinks or whatever, always say yes to that because you're not, you're not busy enough to say no. Or if you're starting out as a freelancer, you have to say yes to every single job until you get to the point where you can't say yes anymore and you need to raise your prices and say no. Or for example, my daughter soon is about to jump into high school. She's going from the, being the big fish in the little pond to being the small fish in the big pond. And I, I spoke with her about, look, what to make friends, you need to, if anyone says, hey, do you want to hang out and do this? Say yes, unless it's a super creepy person. But always say yes until you, can, until you can't anymore uh-huh. and then start to say no. And then you can start, start sort of triaging which of these things do you want to attend or what do you want to do or do people you want to hang out with or not. But when you have nothing, you need to build up to the point where you can start to, where you have to start saying no. And Yosta very much felt like that to me, where he was—he would just say yes to everything until it got to the point where he, like, he, he just couldn't fucking... I was surprised right. he didn't keep the dog. I sort of thought he might um, keep the dog. Actually, I surprised in what sense? Because everyone else could understand that he had he, moved he, all he, of their he, shit out and was like, you have to leave. But then he had this nice sort of heart-to-heart where he explained to the dog, look, right. um, you also have to leave. You, you'd be alone all the time. Right, because he works all the time, and so this is the thing: is that his mother told him in the woods that yes. there were two things about him that were really important. One was that he's not better than everybody else, and he ought to stop acting like it and, act, and, and saying it, acting like it. And number two, at the end of the day, he's just lonely. And <laughs> one of those two things was wrong, and one of those two things was right. And that concluding scene of him thumbing through the pictures of his dog wasn't that beautiful was the evidence that his mother was absolutely knew him well enough to know at the end of the day, he's just lonely. Of the yep. two things she said, that's the more important thing. It's he the said the more true thing. He, he said what he believed finally in his, yeah, I love his that. Uh, absolute annihilation of their beliefs of him. You think I'm better than you say, guys? It's because, I, it's because I fucking am. Because I am. Because yeah. I am. Because I'm helping people, and you're not. You're all after whatever you want for yourself. Although he didn't say that. Well, he, he actually didn't say enough. that to them. But it w- clear enough. How desperate were they all? So, can I sleep at your place tonight? I don't. Just for a couple sure. nights. It's, uh, how? I don't know. It's just. So here's a question for you. I want to 
I want to remind you of a scene, and before I get, I want to say something else too, though. The scene that I want to talk about is the scene where Jason, is that the guitar player, Jason? No, Jay. sure, we're calling that. Yeah. Boy, he's so bad. Jonas, Jonas. There, there it is. Yeah, his, he was bad. Tell he knows till, till seven after chords. The credits, till after the credits, he sang a song about his friend, and really? it was actually a worthwhile song. Yes. Damn it. I after tell the you, credits man. of the last episode. In a manner of speaking, I've told you this before. Yeah, you always tell um, me about the young, the, with the new pope and all the dancing people that you have to stay very. Oh my god! But crazy. like the modern smart TV, when you're watching a streaming service, as soon as it cuts to, to credits, like there's a ticking thing saying, in five minute, in five seconds, we're gonna, we're gonna switch to the next episode. But, so I really loved. They could have taken the the easy way, but I loved that the convenience store lady turned him down. That was but was it, at what point did you know that would happen? That he was going to go ask her out? No, uh, yes, that something was going to happen between them. Oh, from the start. Met. From the start with the yes. Zingo, because she yes. was super cute right. and he, he being was, adorable as well. He was his most darling self. Adorable is exactly the word. When he said, let's have a toast, and so oh, excited, and ran and got the cups, and he knew that it'd be special, and she thought it was very special. And she looked at him with eyes that said, who are you? Yeah, Who that was like the third you? or fourth time that he ordered the the soft drink there, but it's the third time at least. Yeah. Yes, but and, uh, could have, the writers could have taken that easy way to be like, oh, now he's got a girlfriend and everything's fine and hunky dory. And yeah, you, what you wondered about that, I certainly did. But the his hurt hand and its its relationship to, in my mind, a scene that preceded his hurt hand, which he was balancing on the rock with a headset on and basically was doing a, a wavy kind of yep. poetic you know, dance almost, to uh, you know, like ballet type smoothness to it. And Miley Cyrus song. That scene is what is stands out as perhaps my favorite scene in the whole series yeah. of him balancing just on there. That and, freedom. And just being what we hadn't seen. We hadn't seen it. Just absolute happiness. The only time he was shown thoroughly happy was mm-hmm. in those scenes and that end part of the third act right. of a four-act series, so to speak. Because up until then, even though you knew he was doing things for people and he was very nice, you didn't get a sense of whether he was happy or not. No. You got a sense that he was nice. Right. And you also got a sense that it wasn't easy to do that. And so that was left open. I thought this, the writing was beyond compare and the acting just so ridiculously realistic as, as to just a rare find. And I... Let the record reflect that I recommended it, man. I looked a little bit. Based right? on nothing. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, that's not true now. That's I, not true now. I enjoy... I had to. T- I took a look. I enjoy series like this where there's not... Like, the storytelling is not in your face. It's not a whodunit uh, crime show. It's just you're observing people and the weird shit that happens to them, and they don't have... There's no overarching goal that the char- that the protagonist needs wants to accomplish by the end of the series or whatever. It's just a dude going through life and shit happens to him and people come and mooch off of him and man, I don't know. I got so I was so stressed out there towards the end because sometimes when I have family visiting or something and the house can feel very full, like you go into a room and there's already people there. That's I'm like I'm okay with that for a couple of days, but if it goes on for first a couple of weeks, I start to f- start to find a in general, I'm pretty safe in my office because people leave me alone when I'm in my office. But just that sense of 
there's just people around all the fucking time and there there are so many of them that we have to roll out sleeping mats on the floor every night for the all the people that are living in my little my little swedish cabin that sort of sense of man there's just so many people around and yosto you was a was just a f- totally free I mean, self totally in control bachelor when we met him basically although right. He's and, still a clean and, girlfriend. And but. One, of, one of the things that is striking at the end is that they never found Hussein. They never found him. Yeah, I, that's, that hurts. It was, very much un, it was very much unresolved and sealed the deal on understanding the whole view of Papa and how, while he was insanely funny and inspirational in some sense and so wonderfully sensitive and insightful and so but many others. Ultimately just selfish. Really fucking, well, crazy. And ultimately, yes, exactly right. Selfish. And the pitiful scene of him asking for a place to sleep, a place to stay, because <laughs> you know, that. and the scene where he said to Gusta, you were my last choice. Yeah. You know, I became desperate. And I'm sorry I haven't contacted you for the past several years. That gets lost early on, if you don't recall. Yeah, that's like the second episode where he shows up. Yes, yeah. but that the fact was that this was his reunion after so many years of total absence right and so how happy was a fresh relationship for gusta yeah um, it, but, i appreciate series that can leave you without all the strings tied up like yeah i i like that they didn't feel like having hussein show up at the very end to be like right Hi guys. Or, or, or for that fact gusta feeling the last few scenes of as is are of him going through various shades of afterlife after this mess that he, right. this bed that he built for himself, quite an analogy given the sleeping arrangements and how weird all that was. I particularly thought it was funny the scene where his girlfriend Melissa and what's his ass guitar player Jonas. thought it was so funny that that Gusta's parents were having sex because it showed how young they were and how compared to Gusta, immature. You know uh, <laughs> what a what a what a what a what a what a fucking serious man. Yeah. I tell you, I thought it was impressive. And this dude has done another thing. The actor's done another thing. And when I looked at his filmography, I found this other thing and then promptly didn't save it and forgot about it. But I'll check again. But he's in this other thing. I, I want to see that's next. All right. Future Eric editing this will uh, look that up in the show notes and put it in the show notes at happyhour.fm. I think we're at 116 now. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Right. More than wild. No. Last one was episode 114, so we're at 115. So, uh, show notes, happyhour.fm, 115. Yeah, they. it was a super bizarre, but, and yet, I, it's one of these things like, what the fuck am I watching? But when the episode Which, ends, I'm like, Gosta? show me, the, yeah, I'm like, show me the next one. The next thing we're going to talk about is also true of that. But okay. uh, whenever the, whenever it was just like, what, who are, they, what is wrong with these people? And you never really, I guess with Gosta, you learn to care about him as a character, but none of the others. The, the father is funny and you're glad that he's around, but he'd be a great person to like have come visit sometimes but to live with you constantly, it's God damn. I thought the scene where he had started to put together the the chair, the comfort chair that was in the box and how he and Saga got into this absolutely ad-libbed, go for it, build something with the fucking boxes. And it just was so endearing 
of both of their characters and their playful, sensitive self. And that's what you loved about Poppy was that he was at heart a child and selfish as a child. And no more. And, and actually, that's about captures it. And when he said, I wish I was 18, she might have said, you are. And even younger yeah, than that, emotionally, emotionally. Right. you're more like you're more like 10 or eight. Yeah, um, I love that the, the title of that episode was uh, 52. No, thanks. Mine didn't show titles. Mine showed just episode number. Or at least in, in the word Costa. In my Spanish one, it was 52. No, gracias. But yeah, it was pretty pretty wild. The just a ride. As, as you had said, too, the interspersion throughout of the English when they're talking to Hossein and then much of the music. And just fascinating to hear Poppy, for example, in one of the final episodes go up and convince Hossein that he had a better place for him to live. Yeah. And not only how clear his English was, but his beautiful Scandinavian accent. Well, and again, you, everyone in Sweden speaks perfect fucking English. Like, yeah, they all do. They have an, as an elective to, to study a third language in school because they yeah. know English from zero. From but yes, it was it was a cute series. I th- great pure luck of choosing it. It uh, it was endearing Wait, and lovely. You've said that twice now. I'm telling you that I did a little bit of research, and it wasn't just for luck. Would have been just throw the title at you and what the fuck. No, I looked at a bunch of shit okay. before I looked at this and said, yeah, your research. Hey, I appreciate you. I carry the weight here. You know this. I know this whole thing. You have the oh. gravitas of. <laughs> of Right. The, if I don't call you, what would it? If I didn't call you, what would it be like? It's you, just you, Dennis, take the wheel. Is what I say every time we connect. Yes, you are my sunshine. <laughs> you my north star. are my sunshine, my holy sunshine. <laughs> Thought that was next line. You make me happy. When skies are gray, here you go. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. So, won't you please don't take my soul to shine away? Down by the river, Gator came up and said to me. I'll do some chomping, but I did some stomping, and I drove that alligator away. That's the Bayou version. Because you made it. I want to run a Bayou before I uh, went any further. You know what a Bayou is? It's Bayou. You know what a Bayou is? What's the difference? This is a quiz. And you get 30 seconds. What's the difference between a bayou and a river? Or, a, wait a minute. What's the difference between a bayou, a river, or wetlands? That's the better question. Okay. Or swamp. So, my initial guess is that it's like a slow-moving water area. But I think you've got the I think you've captured it. And it, in fact, is about the moving water, which are different. The slow moving water, which very successfully compares it to a river, which is fast moving, compares it to a swamp, which is non moving, compares it to a wetland, which is probably slightly moving, but mostly not slightly moving. But where's it going? Slightly moving. The next day, it's still there. And what color is you buy you brown? Where the fishing boats and the 
songs they wrote. Blue Vibe. Belinda Ronstadt, she just got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. I saw an interview with her recently. She, it was incredible. You've seen the documentary of the Eagles, correct? Didn't we run through that? Or did I say I did and then you were supposed to and never did? You're so fucking lazy. It's either that I did as well or that you just ran through it and I was supposed to fucking do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. But anyway, you know, you went on at and on. the Whiskey A Go Go out in California, out in Los Angeles. Yes, I know that the from vibrancy, the The vibrancy of what was going on there with her putting this band together. A woman in charge. A woman in charge. Put an advertisement in the Variety newsletter, whatever magazine or whatever it's called, and put together a band by advertising. And that's how the Eagles was created. Astounding stuff. And she was wonderful. Look, be a lady. It's You got to be at the right place at the right time and find the right Let people be and a have the right lady tonight okay Let be a lady tonight we have a lot more runway ahead of us here we're still just getting started on this episode so would you rather that used to be a thing we played uh would Dennis rather and my kids just this past weekend got back into using that stupid app where they said would you rather fight uh you know 10 zombie sized chickens or chicken sized zombies or whatever but Putting that aside, we can either go to the Guinness Book of World Records or to Gajillionaire. Well, I we... want to go to Gajillionaire while I've got these very fresh uh, images okay. instilled. So I watched this the other morning, actually. I Bad news is my arm is acting up again, and oh boy. I've been given sick leave for a week to, to rest. That's got its benefits, though, correct? I got to watch a movie in the morning, which is fun. Wow, there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. So it, I sent the kids off to school, and I sat down and I watched Catalina. Uh, like a fucking like a soap opera, ma. Did you at least do the laundry in between or clean the house? No, fuck that. So I started watching this that you had recommended to me, and from the very, very get-go, I was just like, what the fuck what is the this? What the fuck is Who this? are these people? What is going on? Why is there no explanation of what is going on? Why... Is Trust this family of... A glimpse into the life. Trying to scam Let, anyone and everyone out of $2. Which, the, of all of the brilliant screenwriting in, in this was the, what you learned about a third of the way through, which was when you heard this, you knew you were in a different place altogether. When they explained why they named their daughter Old Dolio. No, that was very late. That was very late. I... I thought they, that was explained very late when she Third was... Episode. Hmm? Third episode. It's a movie. It's not episodic. Uh, oh, that's right. When she was explaining to the class of new mothers or whatever, to the psychologist, she explained that... Oh, that, was, name, that was at least halfway through. Yeah. yeah, that was towards the end, where she, she right. said, my she was pretending to be a this, scam. like, baby. Somebody else. And old Dolio was... They named her, their daughter after this old rich guy hoping that by doing that he would leave some of his money to them and that stuck as her name and but <laughs> and he them. But just this total desperate any way to buy an item on layaway and then return it and try and get extra money it's just the stupidest most desperate scams in, in okay. quotes to to Sorry. try and gain any money out of the system and so, let me, so desperate. let me ask you this so talk to me about the weirdness of the bubbles coming in every day. Okay, okay. I wanted to ask you, what is the pink foam, what is the pink foam a metaphor for? 
was my question that I wanted to pose that I don't have an answer for. Overwhelming, insidious lack of control. Yes. And unpredictability. And, and let me well, ask and, you, and this when is it first shows up, When it first shows up, where they go in there. It is beyond weird. But <laughs> you see, it's a bubble company. It's a three-person job, she says. Yeah. It's a three-person job. But that's like a side so me, here's a, effect of whatever else is going on in that other part of the building. I don't know. I know. And the alarm goes off. Her alarm goes off. Yeah. So let me ask you, this is a quiz worth 100 points. What's the crash connector in actors with the young pope and the new pope? And Cajillionaire? Yes. You have 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, we went over Richard Jenkins you have last one, time. You have a helpline. You have a helpline. You can ask a question. It's uh, not. Does the bubble factory. Here's a hint. The bubble factory. The uh, bubble factory. Eh, time's up. The boss, the owner of the bubble factory, was their landlord, was in the new pope and the young pope as the ambassador to the public who was constantly seen eating fucking clams and oysters and no. steamed mussels. Yes. A hundred points and you missed it. I can't believe you didn't get it. Okay. What a bizarre fucking character he was. You're talking about the landlord that's always asking them to pay. The owner of the bubble company, the landlord, yes, over the fence. And yeah. the remarkable way that old Dolio chose to remain out of sight. Yes. Limboing to a degree of dexterity that her baggy clothes did not in any way accentuate. What a character she was. Oh, my God. That dance scene when she was dancing in the... Okay, uh, just have real-time feedback here. You are exactly correct. He was... Not in the new pope, not in the, oh, fuck. not in the young pope, but in the new pope where he's the guy eating clams. Yep, that's him. No, Mark he was in the Spanish. young pope. He, he was in the new pope. The young in, pope. He was in the new pope. I, okay. I know you're saying that, but I think that your citation's wrong. Okay, I think you're wrong, but he was also well, in Homeland. You would side, you would side with the system. Yeah. I, speaking of Gusta, how he's, he became right wing. <laughs> <laughs> no, his father. Yeah. His puppy became right wing and kept asking me if it made him mad. <laughs> I loved how everybody just imposed on Gusta. Just astounding. Everyone. Just yeah. astounding. And the scene that I the scene that I, I mentioned earlier that I had forgotten, I never got to say this to you, that was chilling to me was when Gosta said to uh, guitar player again, what's his name? Jonas. Jonas, why did you wear my slippers? Oh no, why did you put on my house moment. shoes? Yes. And you knew at that point, in fact, think of this, you knew at that point that something had snapped with Gosta. That yeah. was the snap. Yes. How fucking dare you? This is one straw. He snapped then. Yep. yep, yep. That ended the episode. The penultimate I mentioned. And how many were there? There was a... Uh, 10 or 12 or something. 12? Yeah. 12. I crammed three or four last night. I, I couldn't get enough of it. So I watched this, one twice because I had fallen asleep a couple of times. And well, I'm glad I did watch it the second time because it turns out I'd, I'd missed a good chunk of it. That happens. When I dozed. At your age. So this character that you said was in both Gajillionaire and the New Pope, his name is Mark Ivanir. And his first major role was in the 1993 Oscar-winning epic. Complete the sentence. 19 what? 1993. Took all the Oscars? I don't know. I don't know, man. What? Schindler's List. Oh. He was, he's just growing up in Ukraine. He can 
play any sort of Eastern European right. sort of yes. Okay, let's but back on track here. So Kajillionaire. When they yeah, when they start dealing with the pink foam, it's just what the fuck it am was, I watching? It like, was what, at what did that Dennis point, get me into is what I was thinking. And it was at that point that you knew that this film was going to be exceptionally different from most everything you'd ever seen. Yes. And I've seen artsy films. I've seen the not films these, that win not the Sundance. With this acting blah, blah. Lineup. Yeah. Not with this acting lineup. Not with Richard Jenkins, who we've talked about other, other who shows. Who was just... Like, it was just perfect pitch. Perfect, perfect pitch. Awkward. Yet... Yet desperate. Yet... Mm, just bizarro dad figure. Well, the last episode, my recommendation was due to Richard Jenkins. That mm. was my yes, we promo, about if I recall. And, not, and, of course, which I may have said earlier, but worth mentioning again, is an eccentric, beyond eccentric role for Deborah Winger, who we've seen very little of over the years. And her apparent limp or a club foot or whatever she was doing and her very demeanor and look, her understated performance was fucking remarkable and we have not seen her much but that's my main point yeah both of these women are just beautiful actresses and in this movie they're just so disheveled if you were living extraordinarily yes if if you were living from potato chip bag to potato chip bag this is how you might look and which i am too by the way so well careful patreon.com slash happy hour by yes by dennis say a carrot or something so yeah so this this movie goes, continues on, and man, if you had not told me who the old Olio actress was, I would never have guessed it. Because in Westworld, she's this beautiful, the sexy protagonist, at least at the beginning. I stopped watching after a couple seasons, but did you stop watching? I just couldn't care anymore about the characters. Like I, I got was the it, premise. Was it, was it because it was too fucking un, unexplainable? Because that's why I stopped watching it. Sort it of. Like, I don't when know. The, Where are you? What? When the robots got out of their containment facility is when I was like, okay, I don't like, I don't really care anymore about this universe. It was a, the first, the first season was amazing. And then they got rid of Anthony Hopkins and then it was just like. Then it became an action flick. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of series that start with amazing writers and directors and producers and then it's a success and then those people cash out and say if you the network that owns this want to want to keep going you can hire another director writer staff or whatever to continue and i feel like i don't know that's the case in west world or in any other series but i feel like there are some series where the first season is oh my god that's amazing and then the creative people behind it yes. are just executive producers for the rest of it. But it's yes, it's difficult to follow up as which makes some of the series we've watched remarkable because that's what they do. You're basically watching with these series twelve what was close to it wasn't an hour, it was a half hour. Yeah. So it's six hours. Right. It's a six hour film. Sure. And what liberty to be for the development of characters and just all sorts of stuff. The other unfinished thing that was never uh, followed through at all was what he did with the guy who whose tree he had been sawing down. He was supposed to go to his house and make take his computer away. What an awkward and fucking moment that was. It was. His and father. that was a puppy at his most insane, selfish, stupid. Mania. I mean, and, he, was, he was manic. And the fact that the mama was supporting it. 
and Ugh. just big part of it. And then you knew for certain that Gusta grew up in an environment that probably wasn't too conducive to fucking maturing attitudes and behavior. Yeah. Yeah, so just what a... Yeah. I, the whole run of that series is just me feeling empathy for Gosta. It's God, yeah. just wants to do the right thing. He wants to live his own life. He wants to have a girlfriend that isn't just all the time saying, if you don't hug me right now, I'm going to kill myself. Right. It's right. just like, what sort right. of, like, that's so, in such an unhealthy relationship. And it's, anyway, sorry, we got sidetracked so, again. That's okay. okay. I, I, I have to interject here because I want to make sure that we're talking about this. The dude who got sw uh, eaten by a whale and realized he was in a whale's mouth. Speaking of Jonas. And the whale surfaced and spit him out into the sea. Yeah. It's low. What a, what a Tuesday. <laughs> so there's Tuesday this, this, this new story that I... afternoon. There's a story that I sent to Dennis that I saw in the news of this guy in... Cape Cod, now that I'm thinking about it, where he was scuba diving or snorkeling for lobsters, which I guess is a thing where you dive down to the bottom and grab, grab lobsters or oysters or something. Oysters, I don't know. I think oysters, not lobsters. Yeah, I, that oysters. makes more sense. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't trap oysters. And apparently this juvenile sperm whale was just driving by and had his mouth open, trying to suck up as much uh, krill or whatever they eat. Um, as he could and just slurped up this diver and the diver sort of as one would fought back and kicked and punched the inside of the whale's mouth until the whale was like what the spit fuck is th what the fuck krill is this and spat him out and the diver survived with uh, minor injuries but i'll put that link in the show notes and told the tale happyhour.fm 115 hey so i gotta do this in the series that we started last episode oh, where i've oh. got to turn a are you, are you winding down already? We, we got. I want to talk I a little am. bit more about Kajillionaire, but we can do that next episode. About, oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that it was like once you learn what this family is about and how they are so desperate to to scam any sort of coupon book out of anything. And what a touch when Old Olio is going into the post office to rob to rob other post office boxes that she like does this sort of rolling around like she's a spy, somersaulting like it's Mission Impossible. Like she just takes this persona on totally unnecessarily it's, it's quite a physical role that she does that's but why it, i love that dancing scene but it's, she was yes unleashed but it's unleashed but it's what you would do if you had no childhood and you like this is what you were doing so you would make up like this is a thing that my eight-year-old son would do if we told him to like try and go in here without anyone seeing you he would do somersaults and shit too because it, it's what a child would do right. and anyway, that was lovely but i was totally I had no idea where they were going when they introduced the fourth character. Yeah, I. it was pretty remarkable in so many ways how you knew that was coming, right? You knew that the interests were... We needed, once we established in the first act, once we established the family dynamic, we needed some actor of chaos to come in to yeah. introduce a conflict in the in their lives. But And what was her name? In the series, character name. In the movie, this is a movie. In the movie, sorry. I'm, Her... I'm, my mind is compartmentalized. Even a movie I see as episodes in a series. Kelly, she was. 
What about the the massage con? That was pretty great. Really? Where they got a a, a ticket for no, they found somehow they found some guy's watch, and gave it gave it back to him, and he gifted them in in response a gift certificate to get a massage at at their daughter's thing. The character's name is Melanie. The Melanie, third, the fourth character, and right. just how they. The weird way that they met on the plane. On the and, airplane. And it was a little interesting how you never, I never thought that character would stick through. I thought Although that was just going to be a quick con. When she said, I've got a checklist of all the things that they just said to you. That was a great move. That's what we're going to do in exchange for the $1,700. At that point, you knew that there was an emotional connection between the two of them. Not at that point in any way sexual. Uh, and she didn't seem to have anything caring. else better to do in, with her life either. Yeah, and quite in a circumstance with her own mother. Right. In a oh, very no, unsatisfying no relationship with her own family and, and wanting earthquakes. family and being, yeah, the big one. The, and the scene, the, the crazy miasmic scene when they thought the big one, they were in the bathroom and it was dark and they, the, the, the imagery showed you stars. And they walked out in back into the parking lot and what she did to recognize that they survived the big one. Right. That was the big one, and this was what was on the other side of the big one. That whole scene where it's carnival meandering and her over-the-top kind of exuberance, which, I mean, talk about a character that went from the highs of of high hilarity to the depths of depression because she was so troubled. But what astounding stuff. Yeah, it gave me a lot to to think about. And the I loved the, if we open this, if we open this breaker box and find the money, then it means this. And if we don't find the money, then it means this. And then Odolio came up with a third sort of middle option of maybe it means this or whatever. And just trying to deal with, do my parents have any sense of honor and respect for anything Yeah, was beautiful. And, and the answer was only with your third. And how about the whole vignette of waiting for the old man to die? Oh my god! It's like, oh, just uh, like they, very they, they dark. Could, they could, so dark. They could so they could act as if they were a happy family, if they were acting for a con. Right. But she could Putting not say she could not say the word "hun" to her daughter. Right. For, and just wow, what a fucking no movie! How, no matter how old Dolio begged her. For that. And yeah, I think the ending was perfect. The ending, they fucking That's, nailed the ending. Well, yeah, remind me. The ending is spoilers. Oh, kissing in the store. The, yeah, yeah, and, and the, the, and the, the money coming the up at, yeah. at 1575, which you you and I both knew it about the same time that was about to happen. And when it didn't, it, at it, first, the whole scene, it was, I, I was like, the, I was like, what? And then the necklace I was like, ah, perfect. Yes. And just how you can imagine, I love a movie where when you are done, you are left to imagine. Whatever of these characters in right. their world, in a way Gusta that was like that. Yeah, Gusta was like that. Where, as I wrote to you, I would love to see a sequel. I don't think I there would can love be a to sequel. see a sequel. Yes, there can be. There can be Gusta's next journey from living from the farmhouse to moving back to Stockholm mm-hmm. and moving and and a whole whatever they wanted to do. I would watch it. I th- I just I think the characters just if wonderful. They get, if they get enough traction with the uh, American audience, he might move to Brooklyn or something. Right. Well, that you could go a lot of places with that. I'm just saying. Imagine Gusta in Brooklyn. Just saying. I want to. I want to do a little reading. 
Okay, we'll save the, the Guinness Book of Records article for well, next time. Well, that's weird, actually. <laughs> a little bit? Isn't it? Yeah. And, now, and then we'll talk about it next, next time. Are your eyelashes longer than anybody in the world? You know how you think your eyelashes grow and you let them grow? You're not cutting them. You have to apply stuff. There's a, I looked it up. You have to apply something called eyelash growing salve. And then your eyelashes will grow. Man, so it's not a natural Google history. occurring event. The ads that Google is going to show you now for Googling that. Yeah. I don't know. My... I've had my eyebrows waxed once. That was exciting. <laughs> did you? I did. That was for my wedding day. And I, I allowed it for one, one solitary episode. Yes. And it hurt. But eyelashes, like what the... And I don't know. What? These Guinness people. I, I, I guess they produce. I guess they produce enough content that people click on, that earns ad clicks, and therefore earns their living. But on the other hand, one must wonder well, why is this a thing? Yes. Like. So anyway, begrudgingly, this article will be in the show notes about this <laughs> woman with these freaky, freaky, freaky long eyelashes, eyelashes that go down her cheeks, like down well. to her chin. Because uh, and holding okay, Dennis, them out, she, she built her. She built. She beat her own world record. That's why she was in Guinness. She held the world record, and then she beat it because she kept right on going. So these heavy eyelashes. Well, I mean, oh my God, crazy, crazy. To, so, to quote the article. So, so I told myself that my eyelashes must be a gift given by the Buddha. Ah, indeed, and the serum that I applied to it every night to be able to do this. Bullshit. Whatever. Her, her, like, I kept thinking. I kept thinking about why I have such long eyelashes, and then I remembered that I had spent over four hundred and eighty days in the mountain years ago, and therefore, logically, in the mountain, there might be some connections between my long eyelashes and a, and a stronger body. I am in fair health now, but when I was born, I was relatively weak. Now I feel quite good, and many people think I look younger. Jesus. <laughs> That is like way out there. And in fact, in fact, a nice segue to today's reading from the book of Coventry. Please. And I want to set this up because one of the characters in the book has got some real serious fucking mojo, jojo, juju capability. And he sets against oh, a guard God. and using voodoo dolls, etc., convinces the guard, whose name is Thrake, that he has been uh, cursed. And you recall this the is in a prison. Of, yes. And you recall that the character we spoke of last time, whose name is Cal, whose daddy used the black snake once to beat a convict into submission, found himself working at the prison where he told his mother, now deceased, he would never work in the prison. And so now, after 47, and Cal's been at the prison for some time, and Thrake, the deviled Thrake, with his burnt car and his poxy and all the things that have been going on with him, is found, and this is how the chapter ends. And the words that I want to leave you with, and it's sounding it is. Here we go. Cal knew right away when he was summoned to the quarry that the dead man was Thrake. He didn't have to wait for the medical examiner. Had been up to him, they would have tied up the carcass with steel and sunk it once and for all, but they all knew the thing's name, even as they would not say Thrake. The captain, Father Tuesday, sprinkling it with a stick that sprayed holy water. Ice Morley and friend, they knew 
They loaded it on the garbage scow, and convicts towed it with ropes back up the hill to the camp, where it sat with a tarp over it, like some prehistoric secret, waiting for the meat wagon. I've been waiting all day long. I've been waiting all day long. I'll be taken from this storm. Oh, meat wagon, take me home. Oh, take me home, yo, meat wagon. I don't fear you. I love your sight. Won't you take me o'er the river? And I will bask in Jesus' sight. There you have it, episode number 115. You can find the show notes with links to the books and things that, TV shows that were mentioned at happyhour.fm slash 115. You can help support this lovely program at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would love for you to buy us a drink, maybe help us pay some of these expenses. We love you. See you next week.